Hey, everybody, welcome to The Hidden Zoo, where every week we make fun of an animal that probably doesn't exist, except it's not every week, because we've been very busy lately, and by we, I mean Blake. Uh, so, hi, it's Don, and with me, as always, is Blake. Now I'm not busy at all. Well, I am tomorrow, but... Okay, but maybe we I can... I moved. Yeah. There's no work. Yeah. And we have a special guest this week, my friend Emma. Hi, Emma. Hello. And she's on the show uh, because we're not doing a normal uh, discussing a specific cryptid episode. We're doing a recap of Bigfoot conferences. And I had scheduled to go to a Bigfoot conference in Toledo. And by weird coincidence, Emma sends me a message and says, look where I'm at. And she's at a Bigfoot conference. So what are the odds? Like the weekend before. So b- before we dig into it, though, uh, we actually got fan mail. It only took 60 episodes and almost two years, but we got fan mail. Is it from my mom? No, unless your mom's name is Adam. Oh, uh, no, not that I know of. Okay, so uh, here's what Adam says. Adam says, I'm obviously very late to the party. Doesn't matter. We appreciate you. But I just found your podcast and was thrilled when I stumbled upon your episode on the Beast of Busco. I grew up in Busco, and I wanted to yes. correct a few things really quick. Oscar is definitely real, and we have two traffic lights. Two? Wow. Yeah. So um, in response to that, Adam, um, we're sorry we underestimated your number of traffic lights by 50%. And um, yeah, sure. Oscar's real. Yeah. That was the giant yeah. turtle, right? Yeah, you know, the, the the one that was as long as a stovepipe or whatever. Like episode two, two or, or three, three or something? Yeah, where the, where, really where the guy drained the entire lake with a tractor hooked up to a pump. Yeah, and we thought that was a really good Parks and Rec episode. Yes. <laughs> be a killer episode of Parks and Rec. And that would have been good. Yeah. So uh, Andy would have jumped in the lake and then got trapped in the mud. <laughs> And written the song I would have watched it. He'd be just waist deep in mud. Uh-huh. So, uh, hey guys, I'm stuck. <laughs> and then the they can't find the monster of nowhere. Can they get him unstuck from the mud? And and everybody thinks the monster is real except Ron. And then at the end of the episode, Ron sees a giant turtle off in the distance, and a single tear rolls down his cheek. They yeah. make a, a beast trap, and they catch Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> They'd come back in the morning, and he'd just be sitting in it. <laughs> With a dozen donuts, oh, inexplicably. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, thanks, Adam. Um, and he says, keep up the good work, and we'll try. Yep, turtles do exist. Uh, I, I'm going to give him a celebratory bunyip. Whoa! Uh, there we go. <laughs> and, and another one. Oh! Oh, that's right. I got an app to make that my a text alert. But Finally, I haven't gotten around to figuring it out yet. <laughs> so uh, uh, I want my I want my pocket to make that noise occasionally. Emma, when we did when we did the bunyip and Australian cryptid, uh, it was discovered that there are two guys from Australia who were asked to imitate the sound that the bunyip made when they saw it, and those were the sounds that they did. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. Ooh. So it's like absolutely amazing. It's like, oh! like I, I don't even know what that is. But then there's just oh! Oh! like a Broadway tenor having bad sex, like a <laughs> like puppets fucking. Yeah, 
Yeah. All right. <laughs> so that's, that's awesome. That's uh, that's what the bunyip sounds like. It's cool. Uh, okay. I like it. So let's. Hey Emma, why don't we have you go first? Because since mine came afterwards, and we found out that we had a speaker in common, I, let's. So you tell us about your conference, and then I'll tell you about mine, and then we can commiserate on that one guy. Okay. Oh, I All think right. you were different Bigfoot conferences. Yes. Yeah. Well, oh, so okay. mine That's was like the same one. No. Yeah. No. So mine was actually a the Arkansas Paranormal Expo. So it wasn't just Bigfoot, but I mostly went for Bigfoot because some of the other stuff was. What was, your, what was your cosplay? I did not cosplay. <laughs> Shame. No one was cosplaying, Damn. which was kind of like missed opportunity. I know. Yeah. We, we've well, talked so a yeah. lot on here about what we would cosplay if we went to a conference together. But did you cause the real question is, did you cosplay at your Bigfoot conference? No, I didn't. No, uh, that's, I'm, save, sa- I'm, I'm saving Once that again. for when me and Blake go to the one in Lincoln, Nebraska next year. Yeah. Well, okay. Don All couldn't right. get his Mothman wings peace bonded. So no. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, I did not. I did not cosplay. I honestly went because one of my friends was like, "Hey, I really want to go to this, and I know you're like cool like that, and you're not super into paranormal stuff, but you enjoy like Bigfoot things. I I just enjoy hearing people talk about it, and it's fun to people watch." Um, and I was like, heck yeah, I want to go. So it's downtown Little Rock in this like little military museum. It's like $10 for the entire weekend. Yeah. Um, sounds, sounds, so the first, sounds about right. The, the first speaker I was talking about Bigfoot in Arkansas. And uh, his main job is he's a preacher in Bologna, Arkansas, which is a tiny little town where one of my coworkers Wait, is, is it, from. Is, it, is it spelled told. the same way as Bologna? No, Valonia. Oh, like Valonia. Yeah, alone. It's okay. it's a weird little town. Okay, it's um, Bologna, the Baloney Bigfoot. <laughs> but so he he started real philosophical <laughs> with this this quote. <laughs> I wrote it down as a quote where he said, "If only one sighting is real, then Bigfoot is real." <laughs> Damn, that's, that's how we started. That it's like is... all right, we're we're. We're, that's we're a, there. What, what, right. what I will say is that's a big if. Yes. <laughs> this is like, the, bog, right. the Boggy Creek creature area, right? Uh, Arkansas was Boggy Creek I thing. I don't remember. I don't remember. What I don't Boggy remember. Creek is. I don't Boggy know my adventures. I am not native to Arkansas. I've only been here for a little over a year, so I don't know that much about the lore. Uh, down yeah, here. it's in Fook, Arkansas. Oh yeah, because it, it's it's spelled funny, and you want to say another word that yeah. shouldn't be said. The, yeah. the fuck monster. Yeah, <laughs> they say it. They spell a lot of side note. They spell a lot of stuff weird down here, and or say it weird. Well, um, I mean, they yeah. probably. But anyway, yeah. So he he goes on to talk about like first sighting in Arkansas was in like the 1850s. There's every single county there's over 70 counties here every single county has a sighting at least one um to the point where he actually runs a site or a group called the arkansas bigfoot uh or arkansas primate evidence society or apes <laughs> and yeah that's the shorthand oh, for man, it. What a, 
what a backronym that was. Not, not just that, yeah. but like I, I want to make out of apes. I want to. I want to join that just so I can go to like the Little Rock Zoo and be like, look at all the evidence. Same. <laughs> Same. Look at all this uh, primate evidence. No, that's the second speaker. This is. The, we'll get to it, but the, the second speaker, the one that Don and I had in common, was uh, liked to commonly throw out his or cite his work with the San Antonio Zoo. Yeah, so, yeah. His name's Ken yeah. Gerard. Yes. Um, this guy is a preacher for his like regular job. <laughs> that's why he could, that's that's why he uh he he only spoke on Saturday. He didn't speak on Sunday Pre- because on Sunday he had a wow. He got had to go to work. Preacher by day, and, cryptozoologist by night. Yes. Um how so was, he's how was this gentleman dressed just so we could paint the picture. Kind of uh so he had on like khaki pants. Yes. Kind of dad cargo, shoes. Cargo pants. Uh, I think so, if I remember right. Of course it's they It's been won. like a month now. Um, but And then he had the like button-down shirt that's not quite a Hawaiian shirt because it's like all one color, but it's that kind of tight. <laughs> yeah. Well, please tell me he was wearing a hat. He was not. Damn it. You know he owned a... <laughs> I know he... Like oh, An, an oversized camouflage boot hat. <laughs> yes. A hundred percent. There's no question if he owns one. He just that's wasn't wearing, wearing it. They're always wearing like hiking sandals or white. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So he, <laughs> I I wrote a lot of quotes down from this guy because he was just entertaining to listen to because he'd uh, show pictures of like Bigfoot manipulations. Um, so he'd say like, "Look, you can see this branch clearly had to be done by Bigfoot." <laughs> Who else would do it? No one comes in these woods. This is no. This was no man. <laughs> no. Yeah, this is no man. No human. How else would this? No human branch... could stack books like that, yeah. Egon. No other. Yeah. An... <laughs> yeah, no other else... animal could stack branches like this. Why else would a branch be like bent over and stuck in between a tree? Clearly not because of a storm or another human just fucking with other people. Yeah. You know. An idea for the reasons Bigfoot would bend branches so uniquely. <laughs> He did not. He was just kind of telling it, like, throwing all this at us, not really telling us, like... They just do this. Theory. Yeah. It was not a lot of theory. It's a, it was that's, a lot, like... It's actually his fetish. That's just Bigfoot pranks. Yeah. Pranks with those Bigfoot. So, <laughs> yeah. Each other doing Bigfoot pranks on each other. Oh, yeah. man. Jerry bet that badge so good he got me. Oh, shit. Oh. Bigfoot prank. That would be, that'd be so much fun. Okay, right. you need to find. Uh, you need to, just, what you need to do is. Let me read some of the quotes. Oh, okay, okay. Real quick, though. Part. Before you read quotes, yeah. go to his yes. neck of the woods and just bend a bunch of branches and okay. then go to the conference again next year. Yes. <laughs> I approve. Okay. I wholeheartedly want to go back because it was just entertaining. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm genuinely, like, interested in paranormal stuff, but, like, it was so entertaining. Okay, so some of the quotes this guy said. If we can sustain a bear, like us as in like society, uh, we can can sustain a Bigfoot. Hmm. So he is under the impression there is only one bear in the whole world. Yes. <laughs> a bear. A bear. <laughs> well, he's right. There is a bear. Yes. Yep. There is a bear somewhere in this world. 
Okay, got and if it. There is a bear, and we can keep a bear alive. There we can keep a Bigfoot alive. Okay, I follow. I follow. All right, I'm with him. Okay, next. All right. Uh, if a man has experienced building things, wouldn't you think he could build a house? If a doctor has experienced healing people, wouldn't you believe he could heal you if you were sick? If a Bigfoot researcher tells you it's real, shouldn't you believe him? <laughs> How many years of Bigfoot school do you attend? I don't know. I have my PhD I'm 100 grand in debt from Bigfoot school. <laughs> it was just, degree. like, just, just the way he, like, by proxied everything in that entire quote. I was just like, I just sat there and I was like, what? Yeah. Am I so as, to? as you a can decade, see, a decade of medical school is approximately <laughs> equivalent to liking Bigfoot. Yeah, yes. uh, but here's Clearly. the thing: like he's he's a professional preacher, which he presumably did actually go to school for. Uh, and I won't believe him when he say God says God exists. So <laughs> why should I believe him when he says Bigfoot exists? <laughs> oh, Although, so uh, liking Bigfoot's probably more of a two year program. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I feel like it wouldn't be that many years yeah it's an associate's at best yeah. yeah how much how much is there to really learn well uh uh according to the conference i went to it's three things but we'll get to that okay <laughs> all right all right last quote from this guy that i'll read is maybe my favorite thing i heard the entire weekend um so he first puts up puts up a picture of a dirty yeah, red car covered in dirt and stuff. And you're just like, okay, it's a dirty car. And he goes, when you go squashing in the woods, always drive a dirty car. And then, like, hand slaps the screen and is trying to show us that there's, like, a handprint kind of looking thing on the dirty car. But it's not a very good, like, print. And it looks very human, like, just some dude with a big-ass hand, not, like, very... I don't know, ape-ish or Bigfoot-ish. It, it looks so human. So it was, Bigfoot just, was doing that meme where he slaps the car and says, yes. Brother, you know That's how, all many, I could think of. how many sad middle-aged white guys you can fit <laughs> in this thing? That's all I could think of in that exact moment. I was like, I want to alter that meme. I want to, like, I, superimpose it. I don't believe for a second that Bigfoot has clean hands. Like, I no. would think he would want a clean car because when he slapped your car, he would leave a handprint. That's, yeah, that was more like, along the yeah, lines of would, what I thought. He would no, leave mud. He would not take mud. When you go squatching, always drive a dirty car because apparently he'll smack your car and leave, like, an imprint. Or maybe well, maybe he only smacks dirty cars. Maybe a handprint is, like, Bigfoot for wash me in the back window. <laughs> Yes. Say he was he was ca- trying to decide if he was going to write "watch me" or draw a dick. It just got frustrated. Slap! I got to go yeah. play some more Bigfoot pranks. <laughs> yeah, Bigfoot pranks. <laughs> See, in this in this version, it's Danny McBride, Bigfoot Hunter. <laughs> That's what I'm picturing now. They're out there just, just out there doing Bigfoot pranks on each other. You could tell because the way he bent this branch over here, that's a traditional Bigfoot prank branch. Bending up branches? You know, simple Bigfoot shit. Uh, yeah. Simple yeah. Bigfoot it, it was 
like I said, but the most entertaining thing, I didn't learn much with him other than Arkansas has a lot of sightings, but like his, his quotes of things were probably my favorite thing. Um, the only thing I really wrote down that he like had a personal belief in or opinion on is that he believes Bigfoot is some sort of undocumented ape. And <laughs> I liked, he also mentioned that he's like, well, no one's ever looked at Bigfoot DNA. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he's like, we could take a sample. No corporation wants to take on Bigfoot DNA. Actually, the FBI did, and we talked about it during our last episode, and they discovered <laughs> it was a deer. And they oh. caught that. They caught that deer red-handed. Mm-hmm. Yes, red, red-tailed, even mm-hmm. white-tailed. Wow, no, never mind. wild. That failed as bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, maybe, maybe there's a reason no one's ever seen bigfoot dna <laughs> can't think of know. what it might be the obvious one being some kind of deep state conspiracy yeah so, the oh man they, they're gonna have to revise that QAnon chart and ha- have, a, have a little circle with bigfoot in it yes oh, i fucking love QAnon. bigfoot's gotta be in there somewhere right <laughs> they're like guys guys here's this flow chart to easily understand the massive massive deep state conspiracy to molest children oh, what about that epstein guy no 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 that's not it that's not it at all <laughs> Oh man, Bigfoot killed him. <laughs> it was Bigfoot. Yeah, they turned off the cameras so Squatch could come in and wring his neck. Bigfoot prank. Now yeah. I need some kind of, some sort of poster board to take to a rally. <laughs> Bigfoot uh, killed like Epstein. Epstein question mark Bigfoot equals Q. Something <laughs> <laughs> completely bizarre. <laughs> Bigfoot can't melt steel beams. Yes. All right, so who is your next speaker? It was uh, that was uh, the the guy I had, right? Ken Gerard? Or yes. Gerard? Yes. Gerard. Ken, Ken Ger- Gerard? Gerhard? Gerhard. Uh, Gerhard. Let's just call him Gerhard. Ken. He's Ken. All right, so Ken. He is a self-proclaimed cryptozoologist. Mm-hmm. Um, he's written a book that's published. He, as I kind of alluded to, likes to commonly cite his work with the San Antonio Zoo. Yep. I uh, didn't take an official count, but I think he mentioned his work with them at least three times during the probably 45 minutes he talked. And and, and, at at the one I was at, he, he was specific that he is a volunteer at the San Antonio Zoo. Which oh, is, yeah, I think he mentioned that. Yeah. But he just he mentioned my work with the San Antonio Zoo at least three times. At least. <laughs> it was like every couple of minutes. You're the guy who hands out the photos after they take your photos. <laughs> yeah, but I stand really yeah. close to the chimp area. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So he went through, his was like kind of an overall guide to Bigfoot. Um, so he... He says there's no experts in the Bigfoot field, but here are the main aspects of Bigfoot because there's over 6,000 documented sightings. Okay, this, he said this a similar thing at at mine where he was like, there are no experts. Everything we do is all – it's all speculation. Yes. But then he proceeded to pretend to be an expert and say a bunch yeah. of things as if they were completely true. Yeah. So he, I wrote down a bunch of – he threw out all these, like, stats and data these – well, data, I say with air quotes around that, because um, he's like throwing out all these things, and he's like, "This is based on the six thousand documented sightings." I'm like, 
but he didn't tell us where all these document things are. Like he's like, he he didn't really say like, oh, I went to this website, I got this from here. He was just like, don't, based on these sightings. Don't look into it. No. Yeah. No, it's a number. That's what counts. Numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You hear six thousand, you're like, oh yeah, that's a legit data. Oh, oh man, that's as, that's as old as the Earth is. Uh, that Sir, must be significant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. Um, you didn't so, have an annotated bibliography at the end? No. <laughs> no. No, he did not. He, he like I said, like Don kind of said, he, uh, he said there's no experts, and then immediately turns around and very much acts like he's an expert. Except for me. Mm-hmm. You might know me from my work at the San Antonio Zoo. <laughs> where I, I sell would love to go dogs. to the San Antonio Zoo. And see if I can find him one day Sorry. and see what he actually does. A three sizes too large volunteer t-shirt. No, yes. no. He's probably still wearing that outfit that looks like he's a member of the Confederate SS. Yeah. Was he wearing the weird hat when you were... I don't him? think he ever takes that hat off. Like, for, I don't for, think he does either. For, for the listeners, it's one of those... Uh, fucking, who's the, who was the guy from Poison that did Rock of Love? What was his name? Brett? Oh, oh um... Brett Michaels. Brett Michaels. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's one of those the ca- kind of cowboy hat, cowboy, the cowboy hat you get at the fair. Yeah, like I call it a taco hat because it's a cowboy hat, yes. but then the sides are all rolled up like a taco. But what is this yeah. name? Ken Gerard, G E R Hard. Yes, uh, it, it's kind of like a cowboy hat that's like trying to be a pirate hat. Yeah, and it, but yeah. his his is black leather and it has a fucking skull and crossbones on the front. Yes. All right. Because he's <laughs> yeah, he gotta, he's in the Bigfoot yeah. <laughs> Schutzstaffel. Yeah, please please Google and find a picture of him so you can get the full picture because it's there's one of him holding a large owl. Yep, that was his official bio picture. <laughs> I was at. <laughs> he looks oh. very very serious. <laughs> yes, he takes he took everything very seriously. This is this is my owl. His name is Robert Patterson. And we are about to go and find ourselves some escaped slave Bigfoots. Well, he looks like he found out firsthand that Jinko jeans are not appropriate for nighttime Bigfoot chasing. <laughs> Shit, I fell! My 60 inch cuffs caught on a Bigfoot prank! Yeah. God! All these buckles and straps are letting the squatches know where I am. <laughs> so much noise. Gonna have to switch to a leather utilicilt. Do you guys have a mossy oak utilicilt? I need to blend in. <laughs> I really need my scalp. Oh, now see, now I'm just picturing him out in the woods in like a mossy oak. Yep. Utility kill it. with that still we can't change that. Yeah, oh, man, I, it would be it would be just amazing though if when he volunteered at the zoo he did have to take the hat off and just wear like a bright yellow polo. Oh my god! See, this is why we need to go to the San Antonio. I agree. Zoo I wholeheartedly agree. Him. Go see if we can find him, and 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 also I feel like somebody needs to try to, like, hook up with him on Tinder just so we can find out if he fucks in that hat. Because I am 90% sure he fucks in that hat. I would like to be 100% sure. Oh, I don't have Tinder, but I would probably download it just to try that, just to to try that experiment and see if we can find him. Yeah, I'm not, I, 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 I am, I am myself. not in any way saying, I'm not like, Emma, go, go, go fuck Ken the Bigfoot Hunter. 
Oh, hell no. But um, yeah, if you want to, if you want to see if his Tinder profile has the hat, I I I would download Tinder just to see if we could find his profile and then immediately delete it. <laughs> Ken forty nine, zoo volunteer, professional cryptozoologist. The hat does not come off. If you don't like me at my hattiest, you don't deserve me at my hattiest. I don't know. That went nowhere. So, Don, I've already, I already have all the components for the standard cryptozoological costume. Yeah. Except, now, um, depending on what kind of shirt I want to go with. Because I'm fast. I've already got, like, a British bush jacket, mm-hmm. which I think would work perfectly. But not I a photography kind vest? Of like the sort of REI rain shirt idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The kind with the giant button, so you can roll it up and button it. Yes. And then I can do that, and you can be the Chris Angel-ish <laughs> zoologist. Uh, I want to be the I want to be the Bubba cryptozoologist. I want to be the one. Right, we have three categories now. We have like outside dad, mm-hmm. and we have <laughs> the Chris Angel Guy Fieri style. And then there's and, the Bubba, and we have Bubbas. Yeah, and we have Super Hick. Like I, I, I want to be the cryptozoologist who looks like Tucker from Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Watch Dynasty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, except they're actually just total preppies. They, they, they only grow out the beards for Squatch TV. Had beards. Yeah. Oh, please make that show Squatch um, Dynasty. Okay, let me add that to our list of pilots that we've been working on. It's a reality. Do. It's a reality show of three competing Bigfoot teams. Yes. One of which is like a Guy Fieri team where they're looking for like a Squatch Explosion. <laughs> <laughs> there's some that are uh, that are all Chris uh, that are Bubba's. Bubba. <laughs> and then and the then Forest the, Dads. Yeah, the, you know, the legit sciencey dads. Yes. I would watch it. Just okay, so, okay. Watch heads on. So my cargo short jean, my jean, my jorts, <laughs> my cargo jean shorts. These are my uh, squatchers. I call them that because they're sketchers, but I use them to squatch in. <laughs> and they're lifted in the back, so it kind of works your butt a little bit. Yeah, it yeah. helps you tone your tone, tone those glutes. <laughs> Gives you a workout while you search. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's not like squatching is already kind of a workout. This just makes it more of a workout. Because I'm a busy, I'm a busy, I'm a busy forest dad. I don't have time to hit the elliptical. And the extreme team just wants to find Bigfoot so they can show him street magic. <laughs> <laughs> and he can be freaked out by it and run off. Come here, come here, Bigfoot, look at this. What? No. No, but they find David Blaine instead. <laughs> they find him frozen in a block of ice. My latest stunt is a stunt nobody even knows about. It's that big of a stunt. It turns out it was just a rubber David Blaine in the block of ice. <laughs> Damn it. We had the David Blaine DNA tested and it was blueberries. Turned out, yeah. <laughs> it's the Minnesota Ice. Uh, Minnesota Ice. Um, ice Man? Magic, ice Magician. <laughs> Okay, so uh, Emma, is uh, any more about Ken? Now that we've gotten, let's try to get um, back on the rails for a I bit. Don't, I don't really have too much. I wrote down a bunch of his facts. So if you want me to just list off some of the facts, okay, okay. Here's here's how we're gonna do this. Here's how we're gonna do this. I'm gonna right. I'm just gonna jump right in, and you'll understand immediately. Squash facts. <laughs> Squash facts. <laughs> Go read a Squash fact. All right, uh, human-like form, and they're bipedal. Squash fact. 
Uh, body mostly covered in hair. Squash fact. Gigantic structure. Squash fact. Stinky. Broad shoulders. <laughs> Actually, that is one he mentioned. That was a... a at, uh, at mine, he pointed out, though, that only like 15% of cases mentioned the smell. And he was like, you know yeah. which state that's predominantly in? And I was like wearing my skunk ape t-shirt. So I was like, Florida. <laughs> and I was the only one who knew. Yes. He said the same thing. He was like, only like 5 to 15% of the time is a bad smell reported. Yes. It's the skunk ape. It's in Florida. That's it. Okay. Squatch facts. Yes. All right. Uh, I lost my place. Arm appears proportionally longer than humans. Squatch facts. Weight range, 500 pounds to 1,000 pounds. That's 1,000 pounds. Yes. That's a big range. <laughs> yes. Uh, color, 55% of the time they're black or dark. 30% of the time they're brown. 15% of the time they're other colors. Take that as you will for other colors. Pink. Squatch facts. <laughs> yes. I fully believe there is a pink. Because, uh... Oh, smelly glands to turn on or off. That goes along with the bad smell. Oh yeah, I have a bit of. I, I have. I looked into that. I'm gonna. I'll talk about that when I okay, get to my. Okay, okay. Yeah. So yeah, uh, hold the on print, to that. Okay. Print characteristic includes no arch and a bigger and flatter foot than a human. Squatch facts. The largest acceptable length for a squatch back or squatch <laughs> track. It's two sentences. Too long. You got me thinking squatch back. The longest acceptable uh, length for a squatch dick. <laughs> for a squatch track oh. is 18 inches. So wait a minute, back up, back up. Wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't a flat, archless foot just be, I don't know, like a foot you carved out of a piece of wood and stand into the mud? Yeah. You would think. Oh, anyway. So, yeah. Okay, how many, do we, have, do we have more squatch facts? I've got one more. Squatch fact! Last final squatch fact! Uh, most of them are sexually dimorphic, aka they're both males and females. This has at been the same time. this has been Squatch Facts. Yes, this has been Squatch Facts. Okay, wait. So they're males and females at the same time, like they're hermaphroditic, or just that they ha- there are males and females. He's explained it as sexual, sexually dimorphic. Okay, which so he didn't really like go into. Yeah. That. So from zoology, that that yeah, that means that there are physical differences between males and females. Yes. Uh, secondary sexual characteristics and like size differences and you know, shit like that. Yeah. yeah. So like, yeah. You, you look at like gorillas and the silverbacks are huge and the females are much smaller. So it's that. Yeah. yeah. So okay. they're, they're clearly both male and female. Yes. Quatches, yeah. Um, according to him. Yes. If, yeah, I would guess that much. Yeah. And then there's like, well, if you, there's the other colors because there's the one squatch who has, uh, um, dyed his hair green Yes, he's and, going through a phase. Well, no, it's not a phase. He's 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 non-binary, and that's a legitimate way to identify. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't know where this bit is going. It's I don't know. So just trying <laughs> to go on. Okay, there are it, more it, than it, there, there are not just the, two genders of squatches. It but, had the potential to be a good bit, but like it that would really assume good. that they have some sort of culture, which they might. But whatever. Okay, were there any other speakers? Uh, those were the only two that I really heard. I caught the tail end of another one, and pretty much all I heard was that uh, apparently Squatch likes blue shiny things and junk food, and I kind of walked out at that point. Well, I mean, yeah, he loves Jack Links. Everyone yeah. knows he likes Jack Links. 
The 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 one I he went said, to had a raffle for a gift basket, and part of the contents of the gift gift basket was a large bag of Jack Link's beef jerky. Yeah, don't you know it's his favorite food? Yeah, everyone knows. But yeah, I caught I caught that, and then I think that was about the time that we went because my friend wanted to do her uh, psychic reading. Ah, yeah, yes, which is entertaining priorities yeah well yeah. um yeah. at mine my friend louise got a tarot card reading from uh, a guy who looked like he just he still let his mom cut his hair okay even though he's probably 35 and uh it was disappointingly literal like i expected some kind of like highfalutin metaphorical occult kind of language but like one of the cards just had a bunch of snakes and a big pile of tangled snakes and he said to some ancient cultures snakes represent wisdom this means that your thoughts are all tangled up and you need to untangle your thoughts like really that's it that's all you got and oh and there was one of them had a heron and it was standing on one leg you know like herons do and he said, uh, you need to find your balance. Really? While you're untangling your thoughts. It's, is that a joke? No. And then her last card was the six of bows. I, I wrote these down. I actually audio recorded it, but nothing good came of it. So, uh, But it was reversal, right? And in tarot, a reversal is important. If it gets pulled upside down, that is significant. But he, every time he got a reversal, he would flip it right side up so she could see it and then flip it back and then interpret it. But this one, he flipped it so she could see it and then forgot it was a reversal and continued the reading as if it wasn't. So, okay, that's legit. It's a legit yeah. science. Tarot. Accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so some overall stuff, the one I went to was also $10 for the whole weekend. It was at a, uh, a shitty Knights of Columbus banquet hall. <laughs> Yes. And and they couldn't, like, they wouldn't even let the Squatch, it was the big Toledo Bigfoot and Paranormal Conference. They would not even let the Bigfoot and Paranormal Conference use their own, like, use the marquee that was on the sign. They had to, like, just make their own posters with poster board and jam them into the ground with <laughs> wire or whatever. The JCs are having a bake sale at 6. So. Yes, well, you got to get out yeah. of here. Uh, <laughs> and, like, there were a ton of vendors uh, Puppet show and Spinal Tap. And <laughs> but, but, like, most of the vendors were kind of... It's just like, okay, here's a goth girl, and they're selling some creepy stuff, and here's some Squatch merchandise, and here's this psychic reader and this tarot card reader and this psychic reader, some person's going to do reeky crystal whatever garbage on you. Uh, one of the vendors was a sales rep from Liberty Mutual Insurance. <laughs> That's amazing. And, and and I was wearing the shirt I'm wearing now, my, my Vault 111 hoodie. And he's like, hey, nice Fallout hoodie. And then, like, kind of tried to low-key gatekeep and just, like, drop Fallout facts and uh, to see if I knew what he was talking about. And, like, dude, you're obviously 24. Like, I've been playing these games since you were born? Whatever. So he was he was dumb. So and, you and, want to buy some insurance? And, <laughs> no. And then there was a guy, the only non-white person at this entire event, <laughs> wandered in by mistake, uh, and then set up a table and was selling psychic readings because he was a Native American. His name was Shaman Jerome, and he marketed himself as quote nationally famous Native American. 
Shaman Jerome. Okay. And, and uh, that led me to wonder, like, how do I become a nationally famous German, Italian, Scandinavian American? Hmm. Hmm. So yeah, he was he, one of those dreadlock wigs. I and, and I kind of wonder, like, was it? Is he serious? And like, this is how like he he makes his money and he believes all this stuff, or is it just part of the grift? You know, like these dumb white people. Like, I just say I'm an Indian and repeat mystical crap, and they'll totally pay me for it. But nah, whatever. Um, and and we did realize it was me and a couple of friends, my friends Klein and Louise, and we realized looking around us that it was probably good that the hundred ish or so people who were there were there because the alternative for at least sixty percent of them was they were going to be on eight chan planning a mass shooting. So <laughs> it, at least they were at the Bigfoot conference instead. Um, and at one point, Louise and Klein went out for a smoke break, and some dude who he looked he looked like the lead singer of Coheed and Cambria if the lead singer of Coheed and Cambria ate the rest of the band. And he uh, he, he was apparently from Detroit, and he goes out and he pulls out a cigarette, and you know. I, I've never smoked. I don't know how smoke breaks go, but I assume from watching it, you just stand next to other smokers and you smoke, and maybe you chat. And uh, generally, and and he says he pulls out a cigarette and he's like, "You guys mind if I smoke a pole with you?" <laughs> wow! Like, dude, dude, I, I I don't know what that means in Detroit. That is not what it means in the Midwest or anywhere else. No, um, sorry, not not in public. You trying to say bowl? <laughs> nope. He said smoke a pole. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So there were four speakers at my event and we went to all four of them and, um, uh, they weren't great. Um, the first guy was at least a competent speaker. He, he, he had like a good radio voice. Like he sounded kind of like Tom Bosley from, uh, from fucking not the wonder years, happy days. Say from hair, hair club. Yeah. No, from, uh, smuckers. They used to do that. I thought he did the Smuckers with a name like Smuckers. It has to be good. Like he had, I mean, he had a good, he had a good voice. But uh, his name was Don Allison, author of the book "I Met a Ghost at Gettysburg" and its sequel, "I Met More Ghosts at Gettysburg." And since it was the Bigfoot and Paranormal Conference, he didn't talk about Bigfoot at all. He was a ghost hunter, so I won't linger too much on it. But there were, I did uh, take a couple of notes. He was talking about going to the battleground at Gettysburg and trying to hunt for ghosts. And he said, and I quote, the Park Service doesn't look kindly on paranormal investigation. And apparently, if you come in with, like, dowsing rods or a bunch of EMF readers and uh, IR thermometers, they'll just confiscate it and tell you to leave. Right. Which uh, <laughs> makes sense at a historical battleground. They don't want you fucking around. Yeah. Um, he uh, he introduced me to a new kind of ghost hunting technology I was not previously familiar with called a ghost box. <laughs> so, and, ghost box? Yeah, so I looked up what a ghost box is. And you know how, like, uh, my, my car radio doesn't have this anymore, but, like, old car radios had the scan feature. Where you hit the scan button, it would just kind of like, and then when it would find a strong signal, it would stop. Yeah. It's a radio that has that kind of scanner, and then you break it 
so that instead of stopping when it gets a strong signal, it just continually oops, bump my mic. It just continually scans all of the frequencies over and over and over again. It just keeps scanning. And so you take a broken radio out into the woods and then when it makes random noises on different frequencies, that's ghost talking to you. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. but yeah. <laughs> He he was also uh, AM or FM. he was also a fan of dowsing rods, and he said he likes to take dowsing rods out to talk to this one particular ghost who's like his buddy, and 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 the ghost is always happy to see him and is happy for the opportunity to nudge his sticks around so they you know cross oh. and uncross. And, but one uh, so this one ghost though he the, he was talking to him and then he was communicating with the dowsing rods and and, and the dowsing rod said that he was shot in the leg and i forget how they figured out what name this ghost must have but they they attached a name to it and he went and found the name in some historical records in the library and oh well, he was shot in the hip well the record must be wrong because the dowsing rods clearly said he was shot in the leg how did he how do you determine that from sticks uh they it, it's like a yes or no thing so like where you shot it, so you got your sticks and they're out in front of you yeah and and so, dowsing rods used to be used for like to find water and so when you, you hold them loosely and then when they cross you dig and there's water where they cross but it's uh, it, it's dumb but when you're using them to hunt ghosts when they cross like that's a yes they're like okay so were you shot in the foot were you shot in the head were you shot in the chest were you shot in the leg cross oh he was shot in the leg right yeah there i had a lady at my uh my little conference expo that probably talked tried to talk to us and sell them to us for like a good five minutes until yeah. we awkwardly walked away. Every other booth was selling dowsing rods and it, re- it yeah. legit looked like they had just... You basically, you just like hold them and then they kind of swing and it's... Yeah, if they... they don't cross, it's yes. Or yes. if they don't cross, it's yes. And if they cross, it's... Or, no, if they don't cross, it's no. If they cross, it's, it's yes. yes. And it's like... If you want to get into the science of it, Google idiomotor effect. That's all it is. You can move your muscles unconsciously and it happens, but I, who cares? Uh, I want to talk yeah. about the time he played Leonard Skinner for some ghosts. Oh, because my God, yes. The, the only time they were that day when they would get any dowsing response or anything on the ghost box was when they played Sweet Home Alabama. And guess what? That was all the ghosts cried out in horror. It's like... The, Please turn that shit off. That was that was where a bunch of ghosts from Alabama were. A bunch of Alabama soldiers had died. Right there. Yeah. And and I'm I, sick of that song. I was imagine I, how much a two hundred year old ghost is sick of that song. Yeah. I was trying to be polite, but I really wanted to ask the question. Like I didn't fuck with anybody. I just sat quietly and politely, but I wanted to ask, so did any of the ghosts yell Freebird? <laughs> They um, did, but we didn't have time. Yeah, no. <laughs> so, okay, that's him. That was that was the Gettysburg Ghost Man. And then next was a a middle aged white lady with green hair named who wanted us to believe her given name was Sheetan Noir. That's a pretty dope name. Uh, I was she a Thundercat? <sighs> no. No, she had a teeny weeny little dog though. It was like a little minpin that she referred to as her silver dragon. Yes, you texted me about yeah. this. One. I I did buy some of her stuff because she had some cool uh, cryptid decals, and it, like she had like some deep cut cryptids. Um, for one of my coworkers, I bought a Loveland Frogman decal, 
And oh. I got myself a Bigfoot because why not? But like she had a Mothman and she had a uh, fucking um, what was one of the other ones that was like a real I can't remember any other other kind of deep cut ones. But like she had some good ones. She was big into dogmen, uh, but her talk was about lake uh great lakes lake monsters because toledo is right on lake erie so she talked about lake monsters and i want to lead by saying for somebody who markets herself as a professional public speaker she was remarkably bad at it just all kinds of verbal pauses and weird pronunciations and like there were these native american words that she would use and every time she'd use them she would pronounce them differently and she doesn't understand how uh, uh superlatives work so she was always saying like most biggest most deepest most scariest like every single time she used an est um uh, and uh, a lot of what she did was just read the text on her slides. Which I can't fucking stand it. Like, I'm kind of a professional public speaker. That's kind of what my paid job is. A little, like, sort of. You don't just read your slides. But, um, so, there was some, like, uh, some, like, white person, Native American racism stuff that we we talked about on the show before, where she just kind of, like, she took, like, Native American stuff at face value. So, she talked about a, uh, a, undersea cougar like a, a, an undersea big cat called mishapeshu that she pronounced really weird because she said that's how some native american told her to pronounce it but as far as i could tell like indians don't even think this is a real thing it's just it's it's a it's a it's a story but she thought it was a lake monster it's a big cat that lived under lake erie whatever i don't fucking know but uh she uh <laughs> So she she almost she had like almost a logical thing early on where she said that she described here's this gigantic ship and it disappeared under Lake Erie, which is the shallowest or in her parlance, the most shallowest of the lakes. And all these people died and it's been missing for, you know, 150 years and we've not seen hide nor hair of it. We've not been able to find this boat, which would seem to indicate that giant lake monsters could easily hide from humans. And I'm like, yeah, that, you know, that makes some sense. And then, like, 20 minutes later, she told about how there's a devil's triangle covering the three, the, the five Great Lakes. You know, like the Bermuda Triangle, except it's in Canada and Michigan. That's what happened to the Edmund Fitzgerald. Yeah, and, and, and it was, uh, and, and it's like a dimensional vortex. And how do we know? Because there was an airplane in 1955 that went down, and it was never found. So... On one hand, it's perfectly natural for shit to never get found in these lakes. On the other hand, when shit never gets found, it means there's a Bermuda Triangle. Clearly. Um, so, whatever. Um, she, I, I looked her up online. She wrote a book called Intro to Hood Magic. <laughs> That's right. And, and I was expecting, I was wondering, like, does it involve wearing a hoodie? Or does it involve being in the hood? Yeah, it involves being in the hood. And I guarantee she has never left the suburbs. Left the cup. <laughs> hood magic. Oh, man. It was it was bad. Um, so, yeah, so that's enough of her. The, the third one and the fourth was the first. Fourth one was Ken. Ken Close. But our third guy, his name was Steve Ward. And he, speak, speaking of QAnon, basically what he did was QAnon, but for paranormal shit. Okay. So, like, he, he's like a bargain basement Art Bell. He's some, like, local radio host who does a sort of uh, coast-to-coast AM thing in 
uh, Michigan, I think maybe, but this guy's fucking insane. And, and he didn't come off as insane. He came off as authoritative because he was a really good speaker, but he just ranted for an hour on, uh, he just took us on a grand tour of every famous paranormal event in the history of cryptozoology and ufology and fucking ghosts and shit. And then, and, and I keep bumping my, my mic sorry i'm gesticulating too much and uh and 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 would talk about how and if you look at this it looks like this part of european fairy lore and this feels like this part of european fairy lore and and uh and he said early on my book will create a new paradigm for the paranormal he's a big mothman fan a quote i wrote down anyone who knows me knows i can't go two sentences without mentioning john keel the author of the Mothman Prophecies, a book that was almost certainly just made up. But um, he got really upset at one point because he talked about the Betty and Barney Hill UFO abduction story um, and and how, like, they the aliens, that was, like, the first time, according to him, that the aliens looked like crazy or, you know, like, like fictional aliens. Apparently before that, and I don't remember this from reading a million UFO books as a kid, but according to Steve Ward, prior to the Greys taking over the mass consciousness, everybody described aliens coming out of flying saucers as looking like angry, swarthy Italian guys. <laughs> and he was really upset that that's not the case anymore. Fucking Italians um, coming over here in their spaceships. Yeah. And and so like he talked he, he he took a John over to fucking Loch Ness and told a story about how some preacher or a priest tried to exercise Loch Ness at one point and and then the guy he was with like a big ball of light flew into his head after the exorcism but the guy whose the light hit his forehead didn't see it or feel anything just the priest did um and. Here's how we know that the Loch Ness Monster is actually a magical creature. Because there aren't enough fish in the loch to support a population of large monsters. Mm-hmm. So it must be so magic. It's, so it's magic, obvious explanation. Is right, magic. That's, 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 that's where you go with that. Um, and uh, he, <laughs> about 45 minutes into his bizarre rant where he was like and then somebody saw a dog on an alien spaceship but does that not put you in mind of the bar guest haunting the crossroads and moors of the ancient english countryside and like well uh okay 45 minutes in he's like hey bro what <laughs> good segue bro yep. yep and then he would like he would do that and be like and then and then if you look over here somebody saw this just something totally different 45 minutes in he goes and here's where it starts to get really weird and and and, and blake it reminded me of when we were doing uh, where fan fiction goes to die at Gen Con, and you got like four chapters into Thirty H's, and then just completely deadpanned. Eh, shit kind of goes off the rails from here. <laughs> so, um, Emma, look up Thirty H's. It's the world's most fucking crazy Harry Potter fanfic. It's co- craziest. Yeah. Okay. It's called Thirty but, H's because the title is literally that's just Thirty that H's. I wanted to cosplay forever yeah, uh, is. 30H is Harry Potter With because his, it would be like no, there'd be like one person at the con yep. would know what that was and lose their fucking mind. With his guitar no called Fuck pick. Slayer. Why is, why is Harry Potter in Space Marine armor? Why is he eating Ron? Wait, wait, did you say Space Marine? Yeah. Yeah. 
Amazing. Yeah, yeah and I, he has his, his, his guitar axe named Fuck Slayer. And he and he like he rides he rides the planet Earth into the planet Venus and kills the fuck out of it and then smashes into Mars and kills the fuck out of it. And yeah, it's good. I'm definitely googling yeah, good this stuff. Like, right after. Yeah, so right. the 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 bitch of the thing with Steve Ward is that he 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 had us he had us like on the edge of our seats with his new paradigm and in interpreting the paranormal. And he was like, he seemed like almost he was like laying bread cr- crumbs to lead somewhere. And then he ends with, so I don't really have a conclusion or like anything to tie all of this together. But you know, like whenever you hear like a paranormal story, a uh, story, just, uh, you know, just like, uh, they just think of stuff like this, you know, just, just think about stuff. <laughs> Sure, thanks. Yeah, okay, good. Great advice. Mm-hmm. Good so, t-shirt. So then Ken oh, came out, and this is kind of funny because uh, Steve Ward thought that Bigfoot was some sort of spirit ghost, and Ken Garrard very much does not. So yes. that, that was cool to have them back-to-back. Uh, but one of the, I, some of the things I wrote down from him, I already mentioned uh, what we do primarily in cryptozoology is speculate. Um he he says scientists don't want to get involved with cryptozoology because their reputations uh, and grant money might suffer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But like far, <laughs> yeah. far be it from them to also right. think it's nonsense. Like, like <laughs> he takes the least charitable position of, oh, well, they're, they, they, they would be into it, but they don't want to lose their grant money. Like, no, m- no, maybe they think you're dumb. Yeah, or their professional reputation for getting involved with nonsense. Yep. Yeah. So ninety uh, percent of his talk, and I'm guessing he gave the same talk, Emma, that he gave at yours. Like almost ninety percent of it was based on three things: the three things I said you have to know to get your associates in Bigfoot liking: the Patterson film, the 1958 yes. footprints found by a workman in the woods named Jerry Crew, and yes. the Minnesota Iceman. Yes. Okay. Okay. All of which are known hoaxes. But he he did not even give lip service to there are people who think these are fake. He he just like plowed ahead as if they were 100% confirmed. Nobody denies that they're completely real. Um, And so just to quickly cover the the bases, uh, we did an entire episode on the Patterson film. Um, Bob Hieronymus was the man in the suit. He has the receipts for the suit rental. It's done. It's right. Hieronymus Bob. Hieronymus Bob. Uh, The footprints uh, that Jerry Crew found were admitted to have been hoaxed by his boss, Ray Wallace, a notorious prankster who would show up at night when... Bigfoot pranks. Yeah. Bigfoot pranks. Bigfoots. Uh, And then the Minnesota Iceman was this fucking sideshow exhibit. Like it, <laughs> with the rubber, well, they switched out the real one for for the for latex the rubber. one, right? Yeah, like conflicting reasons depending on the version of the story. Yeah, hey, yeah, come on, come all, pay ten cents to see this priceless piece of scientific evidence for the existence of an anomalous ape. Yeah, sure. Two whatever. bits of gander. Uh and the Smithsonian determined that was a hoax. So uh, this is done. But, yeah, okay, so he's a volunteer in the San Antonio Zoo. One of my bullet points is he totally fucks in that hat. So I'm glad we hit that early. Um, yes. 
Uh, uh, and and he, he tried to have a slightly more enlightened view of Native Americans, and his whole thing was like, uh, well, you know, white people, they heard that the Sasquatch, these stories of the Sasquatches from the Native Americans, and they just wrote it off as a story, like, because that's how white people treat Native Americans, which is like pretend enlightenment. Because just believing everything they tell you at face value is also racist. <laughs> you know? Mm. So, whatever. But, yeah, he, he he definitely did drop a bunch of numbers. Like, he, he mentioned Paranthropus. Uh, Paranthropus is like a recently, semi-recently discovered uh, hominin from... Asia, I want to say it was like it was like four to five feet tall, and his his bet for Bigfoot, he thinks it was probably a a sub population of of Paranthropus, which I think is only known from like a couple of teeth and a jawbone, but whatever. Um, they they made it across the Bering Strait at some point during the Ice Age, and and in the the million the the few million years. No, in in like a million years from the time they made it over till now, they evolved from four feet tall to nine feet tall. Yeah, that's, that tracks. That's that's how evolution works. Yeah, it yeah. just yeah. makes you yeah. bigger. You know, like what yeah. what selection pressure makes you gain twice your height? It's like island gigantism, but you know, for a whole continent. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> new world gigantism. Um, and then, and then he, uh, he talked about Gigantopithecus and how, oh, that's only known from the jawbone. So, and, and this is, he tried to like place his crap on level with real scientists. Cause he's like, well, we've only seen the jawbone. So anything else about Gigantopithecus is pure speculation. Uh, no, because we have plenty, we have analogs. We, 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 we know what an ape looks like when its jaw is this big. It's not the same as pure speculation, but I, anyway, um, he uh, he also – this is another way that evolution works is he said that a, a Bigfoot evolved to hide from humans. Yes. He did say that in mind too. Yes. They've had that kind of pressure for their entire time. Yeah, the entire ever, – ever since the uh, president uh, peoples of the Native Americans made it to the Americas, the Bigfoot has been evolving ways to hide from us. Like how it evolved how to hide from uh, thermal – cameras and in any other kind of camera and, and how it evolved the ability to never die or shit um but he has an answer for the death thing uh he says that apex predators it's a well-known fact apex predators find a place to hide when they die <laughs> right that's a thing so i googled this i found that's one source sense one source that source was cliff barackman fellow bigfoot hunter <laughs> who who and but even on bigfoot graveyard you know like elephants because that's a real thing yeah, they, too they all go to the same place and they die didn't Could you, see you the Lion imagine King? yeah if you the bigfoot graveyard so, and, and that would also like rest on us having never found a skull of a cougar or a wolf or a bear <laughs> yeah, we've never found a corpse they, for any of them because there's never like oh yeah this bigfoot ate some rat poison and then got hit by a car. <laughs> no. That he, never happened. He got hit by a car and had just enough time to pull himself into his own grave. Yes. They just, they're self-burying. Yeah. They evolved to self-bury. They just dig it. They dig their own hole and hide. 
and then die in there. Yeah. Um, so that's – yeah, and even Cliff Barockman says it is hypothesized that when an apex predator gets sick, it seeks a safe place to recover, and then maybe it dies there. So he said a thing that he made up, and then Ken took it to the next level and made it – That's why yeah. That's why they think is so scavengers don't dig them up so you find the body. Yep. Uh, so what else? Oh, yeah, uh, Emma, you mentioned the stink glands thing. Yeah. So he said that this was uh, this hypothesis that he came up with was based on a 2014 uh, study of gorillas and how gorillas can apparently turn on and off some of uh, some not, not endocrine glands, but they have some some glands in their uh, in their armpits. Yes. They can turn I on. I saw that too, where he was like, yeah, they can just turn on. Because, you know, they're around humans, and they yeah. want humans to go away. Yeah, they, they could turn on the musk and go, oh, that fucking stinks, I'm going to leave. So I found yeah. the study. I found the study. It was based on one silverback gorilla. Okay, good sample size. That was Starting it. off strong and with it, this study. And it, some solid science it, to begin with. Like it seemed, they, they speculated that given just how, like, how the stink would come and go, it seemed like he had some level of conscious control over this musk. And, like, I don't have any reason to doubt that they could do that, but this is not a lot to go on. And, and and I don't know why you're trying to explain why Bigfoot sometimes stinks and sometimes doesn't before you've established that Bigfoot exists. They're really trying to nail down all these behavioral, yeah, behavioral aspects. Yeah. So that's real. yeah. So before we bother to prove that it's there, we're going to determine how we what why it appears to not be there. <laughs> Just, Backfill all the reasons you exactly. can't find it. Yeah, it's adapted. Yeah. So, and then this was the best part. Oh my god, this was the best part. So he was talking about uh, how you know Bigfoots—they probably have a range of facial features, and some are look more ape-like, and some look more human-like because they're somewhere between a human and, and a chimp or a gorilla. And he says, and this is this is not exactly a quote, but it's pretty close. He says, so. You know, it's like humans. It's some people they're really attractive, they're pretty, they're good looking, and then other people, you know, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't really want to say it, but some people, you know, you, you know, you look at them and you think uh, maybe, maybe some people look a little primitive. <laughs> There's my segue into um, phrenology. Yeah. Also. Uh, <laughs> You should go outside to hunt for Bigfoot 14 times a year for 88 minutes a day. Come Wait, on, what? 1488? It's a Nazi. It's, it's a neo-Nazi. Oh, it's a neo-Nazi okay. flag. Heil Four, Hitler. Yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah, the 14 words <laughs> and the 88 letters. Uh, yes. So yeah, Snuck that one yeah. by me. To his, to, his, uh, yeah, to his room full of white people, he talked about how some, some people, some people look a little more apier. Wink. Ah, uh, wink. So, yeah, then he just kind of kept going. Um, Do a quick look around to make sure none of them were there. Mm-hmm. And he definitely... Make sure none of them pull out their 23andMe results. And like, <laughs> I'm 5% Neanderthal. I got a DNA test, and I am 100% that Squatch. <laughs> That's my Lizzo for the day. Thank you. Uh, 100% that deer. <laughs> So uh, somebody asked, do you think Bigfoot is actually a physical 
biological creature? And he said, yes, of course it is. You know, some people think Bigfoot is a ghost or a spirit. I don't think that. However, this is, this is a direct quote. Bigfoot is not interdimensional. I do believe in interdimensional and like quantum physics. That's what he said. That's what that said. So there's that. And he also <laughs> thinks that there are interdimensional beings that can look like Bigfoot. So Bigfoot is not an interdimensional being except when he is. Well, except when things try to look like him for right. reasons. That's not a real yeah. Bigfoot, though. That's different. Um, somebody asked, do you think the government is aware Sasquatch exists? The government knows more than it's letting on. <laughs> and, and they wow. won't they won't tell us because of the sociological consequences of the world knowing that bigfoot exists so like he's he's making the men in black argument mass panic of yeah. knowing about bigfoot because because there are like 35 hairy bipeds in in oregon you know that thing that no one seems to be able to get close to ever yeah it's, it's something to be concerned about yeah it's real and it wants to eat your babies uh let's see what else um, oh, he speculates there are between 1,500 and 4,000 big feet in the entire country, and his reasoning had something to do with genetic diversity. Uh, he didn't mention at all, like, uh, reproduction rates, like you have to have a minimum number of species yeah. to not go extinct. Yeah. He didn't mention that. Um, and uh, I think that's about the point where they started tuning him out. Right. He's trying to throw a lot of, like, science terminology yeah he's just like he's just throwing out numbers and and this is something i bring up a lot if a hundred thousand orangutans in borneo are pro that the species is probably going to go extinct in our lifetimes on the tiny island of borneo because of the slow reproductive rate of large uh large primates if a hundred thousand is not enough in Borneo, how is four thousand enough over the entire continent of North America? Mm -hmm. But um, also, he said <laughs> he was talking about how, like, so obviously they're endangered, and you're like, this is endangered, and orangutans are, and most of the big apes are endangered. But uh, you know, uh, gorillas aren't endangered; they're only like four hundred mountain gorillas, but they're sequestered, so they're fine. They're fine. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're fine. They're not critically endangered. Nothing, yeah. Nothing's going to happen. No, it's fine. Um, and also, finally, uh, and anytime you see something that looks like a Bigfoot, but also could be a bear, it's not a bear because of the shoulders. Really? Because mm. that makes sense. Yeah, Bigfoots don't have sloping shoulders like bears. Hmm. Um, yeah. He had a reference photo at one point of uh, of the you know the famous frame from the Patterson film where the Bigfoots look, turn in to look at the camera, like mm -hmm. frame two seventy three or whichever one it is, and uh, the reference photo he used was a clearly Photoshop enhanced version. It was not the original <laughs> super low resolution version. And he's like what pointing out, he's, he's like, and over here you can see the tone of the muscle and the pendulous breasts, and they always say pendulous breasts. I remember that from reading a crypto book in first grade and the pendulous breasts and the female big, what? Ah, Jesus. And it's like, these are details that don't show up in the original with a resolution of like four by eight pixels. So whatever. Yeah, that was, uh, that was, that was Ken Garrard. He was 
just something. Just he sure was yeah. something. Yeah, I definitely support going to San Antonio and going to the zoo every day and just trying to run into him. Yes. See what he does. Ask him where he got his hat. Yeah, where'd you yes. get that sweet hat? Stay fair. If he's even wearing the hat, if he's even allowed to wear it while yeah. he's volunteering. He might be allowed to wear it. Like he maybe this at the San Antonio Zoo, he is like their claim to fame. Like, oh, we have this famous Bigfoot guy. He's I'm here this, to see the Bigfoot guy. He's got this cool hat. Can you put him on exhibit? He's got this cowboy yeah. Totenkopf <laughs> thing. It's great. What would his habitat look like? Um probably like the basement where they filmed Goth Talk on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> it's like, not gonna lie i kind of want to go through the san antonio zoo social media now and see if they like advertise him oh my god we can do hold on let's do that I'm, uh, i was like i pulled up san i got my antonio phone i'm zoo. pulling up their instagram right now see if i can do it the zoo the zoo uh employee carefully measuring out his daily scoop of fiery cheetos <laughs> <laughs> Has a sprinkle of vitamin D in here because he doesn't eat enough voluntarily. At eleven o'clock, we're going to have a cheetah chat. At twelve o'clock, we're going to have a trained dog show. At one o'clock, we're going to have a cryptozoologist chat. No, we're not going to chat with the cryptozoologist. We're going to bring him out on a leash, and we're going to tell you about the cryptozoologist and his native habitat. Is assigned. I guess they're not trainers. What are they called when you're assigned to that animal? Is a, a keeper, a crypto keeper. Is crypto yeah. keeper. Their, their native habitat is the History Channel. Hi, I'm Amber, and this is my. This is our <laughs> cryptozoologist Ken. <sighs> Ken, can you speak? Uh, most of what we do in Bigfoot research is uh, speculation. Good boy. <laughs> As you can see, he wears the hat with a skull on it to frighten off predators and black people. <laughs> uh, amazing. Uh, I'm not seeing him on their website. They don't have a heck of a lot. Of yeah, what? just a, a casual scroll through some of their social media. I have yet to find him. He so. is not on the adult volunteer page, but if the two old ladies in the picture are anything to go by, he has to wear a blue polo, a bright blue polo. All right, so I know what we're looking for if we go. Yes, a bright blue polo go. and that fucking hat. Hmm. San Antonio Zoo. Okay. What about... Did you check their Facebook, Emma? I have not. I'm, I'm looking on their Instagram. All right. I'm on their Facebook right now. I also just, like, quick Google search Ken Gerhardt, San Antonio Zoo. And uh, scrolling down a little ways, you find something where he's cited in, in a... about He's a volunteer educator at the San Antonio Zoo. So I don't know what he educates them on, but apparently that's what he does. It does look like a pretty dope zoo, though. Yeah. Okay, there's a bunch of people. There's a guy squeegeeing. There's somebody feeding an okapi. Children, some Samoan people, a guy dressed like the man in the yellow hat. What? Okay. Okay, I'm not going to do this for too much longer. I don't see him anywhere in there. Yeah, I don't think we're going to find him. Oh, no. Maybe. I wonder, oh, if, I wonder if they're ashamed of him. Like, Maybe. They can't make him not be a volunteer because he hasn't done anything to be worth, like, firing him. But also, they're not they're not going to claim the Bigfoot guy. 
publicly. Yeah, they're not going to, like, advertise that he's a Bigfoot guy. Yeah. So yeah. I, I have I fully anticipate, Blake, that if we go to the Lincoln one next year, I, I bet he's going to be there. Since that's kind of his deal. Yeah, like this this guy has made uh, like a 40-year career, maybe a 30-year career out of just fucking going around and making shit up and telling it to people. And what did you make doing that? I don't know. What I think his take home is at the end of the year. Can't be that much because I don't imagine that the, the people who rented out the Knights of Columbus Banquet Hall had a bunch of scratch to throw his way. No, but I don't know. I don't know. He, he's probably been on. I'm pretty sure he's been on TV. But and it's just like and like the uh, nationally famous Native American. I just I still wonder is this part of the grift? Like the other three just de- were very passionate and very much be- they I absolutely believe that they believed everything they were saying. But Ken, I'm not a hundred percent sure that he actually believes what he said. Like I could totally see him just being like, "Yeah, this is an easy way to make money. I don't have to really do anything." Yeah, I can see it. He kind of gets that vibe where you're like, "I'm not sure if you believe you." Yes, and uh, if you if if he is grifting, I guess that's a you know. That's impressive. Yeah, it's a P.T. Barnum. Yeah. Except, as far as I know, he does not own a bunch of people with birth defects. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> He's working on it. Uh, getting there. Okay. I think that's a great place to end the show. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Emma, thanks for coming on and telling us about your Bigfoot experience. Thanks for having me. And uh, Blake. I have no Bigfoot experiences to share. Well, that's okay. Neither neither does Ken. Neither does anyone. <laughs> he openly admitted he had never seen Bigfoot. Well, that's, that's pretty unusual for these these guys to say I've never actually seen. Yep, he definitely, more than a lot of the other ones, he, he was obviously making a play at being scientific. He just wasn't very good at it. But yeah. if you didn't know, like, if you had no deeper familiarity with the scientific method or some of the things he was talking about, I he, he could I could see him seeming convincing, yeah. you know. But, I could, he could probably pass if he didn't have, like, a science background. Right. So, um, okay, so I guess that's going to end the show. So I will play us out with that old-timey music that Blake right wants time. me to replace. Play some piano. Yeah, here we go. Got some. It's coming. Where is it? Oh, hold on. There we go. Are you trying to talk over my my trumpet? I was. Just find some like royalty free EDM for next time to really just surprise people. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll think about <laughs> it. Honestly, I am thinking of re-recording the theme song because I bought a mandolin. <laughs> oh, fun! Yeah. Yes. So anyway, um, all right. Here we go. And, uh, you know, everybody, thanks for listening. And uh, tell all your friends about us. And we accept donations in the form of hats with skulls on them that we can wear while fucking. So, thanks. Bye. Bye.